go. All right. All right. Welcome back to the D three two three Library Podcast. I'm Amy, and I'm Diana. We made it. Yes, we did. We did. We did it. We're on finals week, people, and we want to do our part two of. Gra- Here we go. Flashback to poetry. Flash. We love yes. it. Uh, we want to do part two of graphic novels. For those of you who have listened to part one, episode five, uh, we we didn't have enough time to actually talk about our favorite graphic novels because we talked for 45 minutes about graphic novels. Right. Um, and we, I want to follow up on some of those the things that we talked about in there. Um, but we brought with us a stack of graphic novels, actual books uh, that you can read, suggestions you can read in your classroom. Um, we want to do, most of these are coming out of my high school collection, but a lot of them will actually lend itself uh, pretty simply down at the middle school mm-hmm. and at the high school. And we're actually going to talk about more that can kind of go uh, middle school and then down to the elementary level. Um, but again, you have to be careful because of content. And we're going to yes. talk about that, and we're going to talk about these uh, as well today. So with that, just like our book in a box, book in a bag, uh, we're going to volley back and forth, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite graphic novels that we've read and that we have here for our kiddos. Yes, it's awesome. So Stefan's printed off the uh, top 10 graphic novels of 2018, yes. and me being me, I was like, all right, what can I, what can I read? So... I read one, two, three, four, five of them. So, fifty percent. I'll take it for a W. Um, so I'm just gonna do the first one. Here is check, please. Check. Pl- oh, this is all over. Such a good book. So, um, her first name is N G O Z I, and then Yukazu U K A Z U. Now, this is definitely high school yeah. material. With warnings. Like I always, um, mature content for language. And um, we were talking before we got on. I wish the language wasn't there because this would be a good middle school book. It's kind of like when a, you watch a movie mm-hmm. and you're just like, why do we have to say certain words? And now it's rated R where the message is so great where younger kids could right. watch it. But now, now you've just kind of, yeah. And I, mm. yep. And this is one of those books because it's a precious book. And I mean, precious in every sense of the way. Short summary of this book is this little guy. He was a figure skater, and he's really fast on the ice. Um, he likes to bake. Um, he it's, it's a coming-out story. He comes out of the closet, um, and he's on a hockey team, and how he kind of juggles um, being gay and with his teammates, and when should he come out, and, like, how to navigate these roads. And he is just darling, and he fixes the house and bakes pies and, like, makes the uh, – hockey home like the fraternity home like more friendly um the graphics are just beautiful and the interesting thing about this woman is she graduated from yale in 2013 with a degree in computing in the arts then she received a master's in sequential art in 2015 from savannah college of art and design Mm -hmm. um okay there's actual degrees out there mm-hmm. in, in doing this. Yep. Um, and then, okay, so check, please. This book is online graphic novel whose printing campaign remains the most funded web comic Kickstarter ever. 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 And it's literally, so you go 
to you can go on the website and it's still ongoing and so she does as Stefanski said it um the princess pocket this woman releases one frame per i don't know how long like maybe once a week or something or like a, a page like the one i saw there was like three frames so it's like a page mm -hmm. however often she releases it yeah so she got a degree on how to do this and mm -hmm. then um Stefanski even saw too like if I'm really interested, I can actually help fund this woman's dream of this thing, of this uh, book, because there's a sequel to it. And I got to the end, and I was like, what? And so, <laughs> where is it? The Google, where? And so a new book is coming out, but I can read it online, which I think I'm going to do for something fun. So did they basically take all the webcomics online and then just make a book out of it? Mm -hmm. Is that so then so the second one's technically out there it's just not collaborative in print right as well uh, we were talking about this before we got on here as well that this is the same theory as if you had listened to um our, no you haven't yet because i haven't released it um our one of the books that i talked about in our top for 2018 mm -hmm. like our personal list um is eliza and her monsters and uh this is the same thing this the character in there did this except she was completely anonymous mm. so she was the author illustrator so i i love those connections and stuff like i just think this is so cool it's somebody's passion and drive and you stick it up there and then you just have this cult following i think it's great i can't wait to read this one yeah she's actually going to take this home and read it so I'm it's not going it. back in circulation sorry about you so people, sorry but it's gonna go home on yeah, my list throwing it back here for her. and actually got a copy box out there that's waiting to be filled with with out there oh by the coffee machine okay um, so i can fill it with boxes so yeah all right volley back okay Your turn. um i'm gonna do in real life uh by Corey, dr rogue doctor yeah and Jen Wang, uh, it's a collaboration. This one I found this past year. This can be uh, read at the high school or the middle school level. It is about a girl who is kind of, she's not super popular um, in her high school. She's kind of a loner. Um, and then she's kind of a nobody. There's frames in here. It's graphic novel. There's frames in here of her, you know, being in the hallway by herself. But she meets this girl who seems really cool, like really lavish, who plays an online game kind of like World of Warcraft. So it's like a live online game where you go in there, you create an avatar of yourself, and then you go in there and you meet live people within oh. the game. And it's a thing. Okay. And um, so she goes in there and she basically meets this woman in real life who has an online avatar. So she goes and she makes her online avatar, meets this the same woman, but in the game. So they meet up and like this woman sends is basically recruiting people to go do missions within the game. Hmm. And she finds herself coming across this like gnome and they think that they're actually like bots within the game. So like, um, I don't want to say viruses, but bots. So the computer ran. She actually come to find out she meets this little one and finds out that it's this boy who lives in China and he does this because he's trying to earn cash he plays this game to earn cash at night for his family, and then he goes and works in the factories during the day. Yeah. And so she's learning about this other culture, and she's like, what? Why? I just, like, don't understand. And he was like, yeah, that's just, like, what I do. And then he ends up hurting himself at work. And, like, so she tries to get in kind of, like, the whole union thing, like, you, your boss can't treat you like that. And so it's really interesting how she meets this, like friend online that lives across the world and they kind of connect like that and then there's some other stuff that happens but um it's just a really great story and i love it and it's 
you don't see a lot of stories written out there about people who kind of embrace the whole online life as well. And so she does, but her character as well online is very popular. Like her avatar is very beautiful, like, you know, like skinny and long hair and stuff like that. And she in real life is not. So she's kind of, you know, I just loved it. Okay. That was a good one. I'm interested yep. in this one. Okay. So well, we're passing books back and forth. So sorry. Yep. Okay. <laughs> gotcha, people. So this next one I had um, talked about in what's in the bag, which we just released on yep. we're, we're, Monday. We've re- released this one. So if you've listened to that one, sorry for the repetitiveness. However, it did make the top 10. So I must discuss it. The Hey Kiddo. Mm. It's a uh, memoir. It's um, his mother is addicted to heroin. Um, he is raised by his grandparents. Um, he depicts his family as loving, but doesn't flinch from showing their flaws, which he doesn't. His grandparents are supportive, but his grandmother's judgmental. She is so funny. Like he is in the midst of like, I just got a letter from my dad. I haven't heard in 10 years. And the grandma's like, get away. The ER is about to start. The commercials almost <laughs> over. You know, like she's just like a grumpy grandma, but I loved her. I loved her personality. Um, and their family life is punctuated by these flashes of anger. The grandma and the grandfather uh, fight a lot. Um, but it's about this overall story of kind of accepting a situation and realizing that you can better yourself even in the midst of chaos, even though you don't have a mother and a father. Like your family is who you make your family to be mm-hmm. when you're not in a traditional, you're not brought up in a traditional sense per yeah. se. Um, but even if you are brought up in a traditional sense i think it's important for people to know like your family is more than just your bloodline yeah it's the people that you bring in and it it's a really awesome book i really love the, the graphics in it and it's i don't know it he did a really good job and i know it's like all over yeah out there so yeah this one um has come out a couple i think it's like a couple months old but yeah it's all over there it's and um, it's grade seven published and yep so middle school. So um, but. there's, but uh, so it has some heart, some themes in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that and and from what I've been reading about it, depending on how, like it's not my middle schools. Um, I, I don't have certified librarians in, in my middle school libraries, and I want to make sure that books like that, there's conversations. And mm-hmm. so um, I tend kind of, to kind of leave more conservative with those. But I have I have a lot of people online uh, in, like, my Facebook groups and stuff like that that they do. They're putting in 7th, 8th grade, and, and they believe strongly that these conversations should help. And the kids in middle school, mm-hmm. right? So, you know, because the kids in middle school, it's dealing with middle school things. And so, um, but there's some higher themes. So just word of caution with yeah. that one as well, but probably a lower reading level. So once uh, again, word of caution. Mm-hmm. So um, depending on where you are with that. Yep. yep. So I give a thumbs up. Okay. Um, my turn. Let's do nothing can possibly go wrong. This has been out for a while. And um, but this is one of the ones that I read this year. And the reason why I read this one is because I had actually bought it for the high school. And then I was at my middle school and it was there and had been there for a while. And then I read it and then realized there were some themes in here that were very high school. And then I thought, hmm, possibly this should not be there. Um, so this is a first, second press. 
Uh, it was, uh, the cover art was done in 2013. So it is a couple years old, uh, but this is a faith Aaron Hicks, uh, illustration, oh. which we talked about the other day. Uh, this is one of hers and what it's about is nothing can possibly go wrong. It's this group of basically robotics kids that want to take their robot to um, a competition, except they have a lack of funding and who has funding is the cheerleaders. So they kind of have to like join forces with that other group in mm -hmm. their high school to try to get um, to this competition. And if they win the competition, they get like five grand or a, a dollar amount. And the cheerleaders want it. So they all kind of join forces to try to get this robot. Um, there are mature themes. Like I think that they end up drinking at some point. Um, but just the turbulence of working together in groups and trying to achieve a goal, but working with people who may not have the same alignment um, as well. And uh, it's really well done. Uh, I love uh, Faith Erin Hicks. I love her um, illustrations. And um, but this is this is a good one. I really like this one. It's it's fluffy. I like it. Black and white. Um, yeah, it's good going. Yep, just black and white. I see some big words there. I like that. I like the bams and the zams and the actions. and Yeah. I yeah. love her stuff, though. It's really it's really interesting with graphic novels when you look at the texture and the feel. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Some have we the rough. We were talking about that. Yeah, because, like, hey, kiddo is real rough. Yeah, the paper. Check, please, is and real And who would have known? Like, who? I wouldn't even thought that just the paper. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a reason, like, how what they printed out. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Here I am feeling the. Yeah, I'm just. She's just feeling the books now. Okay, it's just a whole. It's a whole. It's a thing. It's a thing. It I love is. it. Anyway, uh, I love right. this one. Okay, my next one is going to be illegal. Mm -hmm. Um, this is. I loved it. It's um, the. Pictures are just beautiful yeah. in this. It's, That's an ARC edition, too. I don't actually know what the full print edition is. It came up, yeah. It's an early. I got it over the summer. Um, so what this book is about, illegal. Ebo's sister lives um, leaves his small village in Ghana, and she's not heard from again. And then his brother, um, Kwame, leaves, too. And he wants to join his brother. And so... Ibu, the little brother, goes on a journey and gets himself to where his brother is. And then they have to take a boat across the Mediterranean to get to the other side, to get to freedom. And um, it is a very hard reality about people who are immigrating um, to other countries, to other places, and... Um, the conditions that these people even currently are faced Ugh. with. So I'm showing Amy the photos here. Um, a boat capsizes because there's so many people on these boats and, you know, moms have babies and yeah, are drowning. And um, the reality of this situation is, is that um, when I went back to the author's no, the notes, here I go again. Um, this is currently happening. This isn't like, Oh, this is 19 something. Right. You know, this <laughs> no, is. I, so I'm sure I read is, something on the news this something about that. So in 2015, more than a million um, migrants crossed the Mediterranean Sea to enter Europe. Okay. Um, so they come from different countries and travel for different reasons. Some are refugee, refugees fleeing um, war. Mm -hmm. um, they cross the Mediterranean Sea, have endured a long and dangerous journey. The boats that the people put them on, they don't go with them. And they sell, uh, I think it said it was like a 
$4 billion, million dollar, they can make up to like a half a million dollars in one send-off. Oh, wow. What? Yes, they give them these leaky boats. They fill them full of people and they say, good luck. Wow. And, but they don't go with them. So when something bad happens, their hands are free from it. And right. so um, in the very beginning of this book, too, and I want to read this because it comes from um, the author of Night. Oh, yeah. He says, you who are so-called illegal aliens must know that no human being is illegal. That is a contradiction in terms. Human beings can be beautiful or more beautiful. They can be fat or skinny. They can be right or wrong. But illegal? How can a human being be illegal? Um, this, I don't know. It's, I just loved it. I love the message. I did, I kind of did tear up at the end here because bad things do occur, um, but it's, it's a real thing. And so um, I would highly suggest this. I think it's a great book. Um, it does, it's for sixth grade and up. I did not find any language in here that I would find to be inappropriate for an um, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. But I think the pictures in here would be more impactful than just telling children like, oh, crossing the Mediterranean Sea is very dangerous. Do, do, do. Do, 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 right. do, do, do. This gives it some substance mm -hmm. and I loved it. Thumbs up. Okay. Uh, so the next one we're going to do, this one has, uh, I don't want to say it's been out for a while, but it kind of has. Um, this one's called Pride of Baghdad. Uh, I've seen this one read in a lot of classrooms. Uh, it is by the guy who wrote Ex Machina. Have you, have you, no, not watched that movie. Okay, cool. Um, basically, it's the spring of 2003, and the pride of lions escaped from the Baghdad Zoo during the American bombing raid. Lost and confused, hungry, but finally free, the four lions roamed and roamed the decimated streets of Baghdad in a desperate struggle for their lives. Uh, in documenting the flight of the lions, Pride of Baghdad raises vital questions about the true meaning of freedom. Uh, so just as it says, you are actually following this Pride of Lions. So they get bombed. Uh, the zoo kind of blows up and they're able to walk the streets of Baghdad for free. And what happens between each of the prides, they run into other animals who escaped their, um, you could say like their enclosements as well. Um, like here, there's a group of monkeys and they have weapons mm -hmm. uh, because everybody's kind of survival of the fittest right now. And then like this picture, it's really well done. Um, is all the animals kind of coming together in this chaos. Yeah. And so it's a, it's a lion family. It's a, it's a pride of lions, um, male, female. And uh, there's some cubs in there as well uh, that are just trying to fight for their lives and they get out and they, they have freedom and they're experiencing this. Uh, but, what they come to is trying to realize where they kind of fit in this new world. And then not only that, but at the very end, they come across the Americans. They come across humans. Oh. And what happens to them and what that meaning of freedom is. And it has a lot of parallels to kind of the same thing that you have, mm -hmm. this, this immigration and coming and what is actual freedom. And then do they have rights? Do they not have rights? Like just because they're a different species, does that mean that one species has control over it? Um, you know, they fight their own animal species, but then they come across humans and it's just different. Huh. It's, it's, it's great. I've had a lot of um, teachers I've read online who are teaching this in the classroom um, as well. So it's really, really well done. It's a really pretty quick read too. Um, what age do you think? High school. High school. 
Inspired by a true story, Vaughn and artist, um, this artist have created a unique window into the nature of life during wartime, uh, illuminating the struggles as only a graphic novel can. It is true. Mm-hmm. There's just something about the graphics that can pull so much more out of a certain book or situation. So um, I think the illustrations can glean and show and demonstrate um, more to the story than yeah than what you would rather you know normally right. get so. and it just I mean it got rave reviews um, from Booklist and even like Time Magazine and the Los Angeles Times Book Review and stuff mm. like that um, it is like I said so this is a little bit more it's probably your upper level upper level um, so anyway I just really liked it because I like the message behind it and it could go so many different ways Nice. So in the next last one, well, next to last one on my list that I did, um, top 10 is The Witch Boy. And it's grade three through seven. Um, so this one is a modern day fairy tale. And it's an original work. And it's about a family. And the moms, the women are witches. And the men in the family are transformers. Oh, yeah. Um, and so the boy, though, doesn't want to be a transformer. He wants to be a witch. And um, how he kind of navigates and what happens. And it's like an exploratory, like, coming of age of, like, not following the traditions that the family has yeah. done. Hmm. But I love, it's a very sleek cover. Um Obviously, there's absolutely no language issues here. Um, his fight to be true to himself is mirrored by the monster attacking a clan. So there's missing members that he have have been caught up into the realm of magic. And he goes in to save um, his family that has been lost um, from this bad, bad guy. Um, so he finds the strength to be himself. Um as many young people can relate to the story adds the wonder of magic powers and the friendship between Aster and Charlie is inspirational. So he becomes friends with the person who isn't part of the, um, the witches and the transformers and stuff. And so there's a story like, and I'm showing Amy the graphics here and I just love it. it the paper is very sleek. The photos are very clean. I feel like they use the same color of blue hues a lot. Um, it's a quick read and it's, I'm not really into fantasy at all, but this one like tore up my heartstrings and I gave it to a teacher and her daughter. Oh yeah. Seventh grade. Yeah. Like, yep. Swallowed it and whole. The, the second one to this one, like was just released, like probably within the last month. Buying it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. The second one's out. So it's on the list. Yes. Very it's good. on the list. It's on the list. Okay. Um, my, pile is getting much smaller than diana so with that all right one. i'm gonna do um let's do delia dirk this is another first second um it is so here's the thing ready there she is faith aaron hicks again Re okay oh. so sometimes when i choose books and i don't know anything about them besides looking at reviews i look at who is reviewing them which is very typical like this is not a new concept uh but faith aaron hicks said delia dirk and the turkish lieutenant is one of the most gorgeous comics i've ever read it's a touching story of both pleasure and the pearls of life of adventure and oof, i mean there if she can i'm yeah if no, she I'm says gonna that take it um so one of the reasons why i got this one is because it's an original adventure story 
um, we, we talk about original um, graphic novels. We yeah. were talking about this the other day, the difference mm-hmm. between our adaptations, which we love. We do. And then we have like the original stories yes. and how you are just taken away visually and conceptually with the story and how great they become. Mm-hmm. And so Delia was like that for me. It's about this American woman who meets this Turkish lieutenant and they just go on these like crazy adventures. And he is like very um, reserved and he meets this woman who's like, let's do it. Go, go, go. And he <laughs> like reminds me of situations the- <laughs> I know. <laughs> but he like from the beginning is like, um, I don't, I don't know. And she's like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, and so they, it's, it's an adventure that they go on. There's actually three, there's three different volumes of this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are multiple, um, Delia Dirk and the Turkish Lieutenant and then Delia Dirk and the King's uh, Schilling um, are the first two. And this is done by Tony Cliff. Um, he has, he was born and raised in Vancouver. Um, he's a 10 year veteran of the city's animated industry and contributor to the flight series of anthologies, been nominated for, uh, many awards and has been nominated for the Eisner award, um, which is a big illustration award. So, um, for second books, I just, I love these. Um, but yeah, these are soft too. And it's really, it's really well done. Oh, animated, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Illustrated and it's great. But um, I haven't read two and three. Now I have a friend who's not a big fan of graphic novels and she's like, I really like it. And I was like, we're not friends no more. Oh. Get out of my library. Um, so, but I really like this one. So, and she's just a globe trotter and she just meets this little meek guy and he's like, I don't, I don't want to handle you. It's great. Anyway. <laughs> um, okay. So let's, I don't have it with me, but we're going to talk about it because, um, Amy and I got into a, a, not a great debate, but you know, we're a, great not, debate. a literary debate. Um, <laughs> as far as those can go with us, <laughs> which is really not that far. Cause we just like, ah, oh, there's a bird. Okay. But, um, so I have been doing um, a lot of gratif- um, graphic adaptations. So I did like A Wrinkle in Time. I did To Kill a Mockingbird. I did Moby Dick. I did Anne Frank's Diary. I have um, did Speak. So I've done the graphic novel adaptations. And I loved them. Yeah. I loved them. They give a different dimension. It's like watching a movie. But original pieces of literature of graphic novels blows my mind. Yeah. It does. And I read Park Bench by, um, here's his name, because I looked it up, Chaboudet. He is from France. Mm -hmm. And um, his first book that I read was Park Bench. It has no words. No words. Beautiful story. Yep. It's, and we had a little boy down here and, um, he came up to Amy and was like, um, there's no words. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, what do you think? And he was like, so I can interpret it any way mm-hmm. I wish. Yep. And Amy was like, sure can. You have freedom. And the, I think the kid was a little like. Yeah, he was. Uh, so we're doing this book exchange mm-hmm. uh, for for the season down here. So uh, there's a bunch of books underneath the tree, but you bring a book, take a book type mm-hmm. of thing. So he brought in a book and he got to take a book and we labeled them with just the genre and then the age group. So YA fiction or whatever. And this was graphic novel. He's a big fan. Um, he's currently well into his adventure zone. Um, mm-hmm. And so he got it and I was like, you're going to love it. And he comes back. He's like, there's no words. I was like, yeah, buddy, there's no words. And he, he's like, so I can just interpret it the way I want. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. 
And it was, it was pretty cool. And I think he accepted that like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I was on the right track. So it was pretty awesome. And I think it, it, it lends itself to, like I told one of my uh, English friends who just does writing and it's not in conjunction with a reading class and she has to come up with original pieces for yeah. her kids to write. And I recommended this book to her cause I said, there's no words. So your kids can actually write <laughs> whatever tale they want because whatever. there's, there's like eight or nine characters that continually sit on this park bench. And I guess you just make up and like, I made up my own story about each of these characters. Then Shabby Day came out with Alone. And um, I read it. And I Marco, Amy and I Marco and Paul back and I was crying at the end of it. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, she, she was always resistant to read books that I love because if you tell her to read something, she won't because that's... Because that's just how it works. Yeah. And so yeah. She, the other day she was packing up and I, I threw this 700-pound book in her bag and was like, you must read it. And then we talked about it. And she, too, was like, wow. And I'm like, right? And it's black and white. And there are words in this book. Um, it is about a lighthouse and a man who lives in a lighthouse and a ship that goes weekly to drop off goods at the lighthouse. And there is a man there who lives alone, hence the book title Alone. But there's a journey within this story and it made me smile. Yep. It made me laugh. It made me sad. It made me cry and it made me happy and very few words were said that's how powerful this man is in his illustrations and that little boy um, who came down little boy sorry young man (laughs) duckling sorry Um, he also says when he reads graphic novels he looks at everything yeah. in the frame or mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. Sometimes I don't either. But after the duckling told me that this book, I really did. And, and he's right. Mm-hmm. If you really take the time to look in within the illustrations, you can also gain more feeling and emotion and see things. And I was like, thank you. 14 year old. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love pre- your insight. <laughs> yeah. Like, thank you for educating me. So I, have fallen in love and if you've been listening to our podcast you know i have been drooling over speak the graphic novel for four or five months Mm -hmm. it's been replaced by alone because this man came up with his own story yeah i have to appreciate the original the, the original work of a person who drew this story yeah start to finish and it's like it's easy to almost i think it's not easy i don't want to say that but it's easier if a book is written for you and then you're like now i need you to take your hone your skill and draw me pictures based on a book but to come up with a whole story that's in your brain and then draw it out and make people read it to me as a science now yeah so i applaud i applaud that our original Original writers here and illustrators. Just like Oscars. The original screenplay, best picture, and the best picture. So I love it. So that's my take on 
my new favorite book. I liked it too because Diane and I interpreted some of the things differently when mm-hmm. we read it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like for some people, you had said this about reading each frame or in each little box. I know a lot of people don't like, we were talking to a teacher the other day that a teacher had said that it's too busy. Oh, yeah. They don't like graphic novels because some of them, some of them, mm-hmm. and I will agree, there are some of them where I open them up and I'm like, whoa, I'm not, I can't do that at eight o'clock in the morning. Um, but they're too busy and they don't, they don't like them or they don't know the flow. Sometimes yeah. they don't understand the flow of them. Um, and I'm like, all right, I'll take it. But um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. And we actually so read the that. same book. We did. We read, yeah, we read the same book. I actually read that one because not a lot of people read his stuff here. So it's not super trendy yet. So I feel like I can. Anyway. Nice. Um, okay. So my turn. Okay. We're going to do page by page. P- page, P-A-G-E. Oh. By page, P-A-I-G-E. Homophones. Here we go. Um, it's about a girl who moves to a new city. She lives out. She uh, moves out of the big city and into more of a suburbia. And she doesn't know how to find her voice. But she is an illustrator. Uh, she's a drawer by, you know, hobby. And she meets this new group of friends. And they kind of take her in. And the brother of the one of the girls that she meets is a writer. And, but he also, she draws kind of secretly, like it's her, her skill that she Mm -hmm. has and she's not very vocal about it. And he writes, he's not very, so they kind of come together and they start kind of sharing. Yeah. They, they kind of start sharing both their likes and and trusting each other. And she finds her place in this new town. Um, It's, it's really well done, but like you can tell it's like pencil sketches. Oh, I love that. So some of it is like art that is done. Um, like other comic books, but other times. And I love, I love pencil sketches. Like if I could just watch somebody take a pencil and just kind of sketch out something and in the depth of, of Mm -hmm. some of theirs and how they show emotion and things like that. I'm a little jealous. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's crazy, but this is really, it's really cute. Um, the characters are in high school off the top of my head. Uh, cause it's, I read this back in the spring this year. Um, I don't remember anything like really terrible, but I do know, here's what I do know. I do know that it has a very low reading level Mm -hmm. um, because I have seen this in some of my elementary schools and they don't need to be there Um, because just in the sense of like, she's in high school and she's, it's a high school, it's a high school girl, like a second grader. Shouldn't be reading about high school. Well, yeah. I mean, and like, they just don't understand. They don't have that toolbox of knowledge of like what that means. So anyway, and there's like rules. And so it's really cute. Um, so I recommend it. All right. Many really fluffy ones. So I did um, a graphic adaptation um, from The Kite Runner. Which, oh, yeah. This was really exciting. Yeah. So I don't know when this came out. You know you're old when you know that sound. So the book was written in 2011. I'm not sure when this came out. Yeah. A lot of our English classes um, have read, you mean the graphic novel or the novel? I think, um, I don't know when the novel came out. Maybe I this... feel like it's been a while for them because a lot of our English classes read the novel. So when I saw this in graphic novel form, I was like, great. Yes. Um, so it's been a long time since I've actually read the book, but this graphic novel brought everything back to me. It's... Um, very slick pages. I love, 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 love the, um, the pictures and the illustration. It takes the main, um, points, the main parts of the book and, um, gives you enough information. The book is very thick. Yeah. It's a very big daunting book when you see it, but this, um, 
kind of helps. Um, it is a mature, there's some mature things yeah. that occur. Well, the book is very mature too. So like our juniors and seniors, our upper level English classes would read the book. The graphic novel is no, is should not be treated any differently than, than the book because of the subjects that are in it. Yeah. And so um, I bought this on my own and was donating it to Amy and I had to come in and like specifically show her certain visuals in this book because it is not to be taken lightly in terms of the lexiles. Probably yep. the reading level is probably very low, um, which is fine. However, this should never be put into an elementary and even in a high school, somebody should say, okay, now there's some, there's some topics here, right. you know, it's a discussion book. But it's it's so beautiful, and I I loved it, and it was a good adaptation, and it was also a quick a quick one, yeah, which I also like. I was um we had one of our social studies teachers down in the office the other day, and I was sitting on my chair, and she was like, "Oh, I love this book," and so she was flipping through it, and we were talking about the difference. Like some teachers will teach it differently, like they will talk in great detail about you know those graphic scenes, and then some teachers won't depending on where you're at and whatever. And you can't miss that with a graphic novel. Like you have to know exactly what these students are going to be reading about, seeing, and then having discussions about those things because there is nothing left to the imagination. Mm -hmm. um, and you can't be like, oh, it totally went over their head. Not going to happen this time. No. No. And so, um, but that's, I, I, I love that. I love that they adapted that over. So, um, yep. okay, let's do mine last in the pile. And then we'll talk about yours because the rest of them over there, I've... I have enough to converse about, even though I haven't actually read all of them. Okay, okay. whatever. All right. Um, okay. So here's a funny thing. I actually haven't read this one yet either, um, but I want to talk about it because uh, I carried it around in my bag for about three months before I cataloged it because I had got this for the, we did a book tasting mm. back in September Okay, when our big conference thing was, our, oh, yeah. our Palooza thing. Mm -hmm. And it is called Estrange by Ethan Aldridge. And uh, it is... It's great. Uh, I, I can't wait to read it. And I want to point it out because it's it's all over. It's on a lot of top 10 lists over there. And I just threw it around. Um, but it's a fantasy one. It's an original fantasy. And it is about, um, I'll read the back. Edmund and Claude were swapped at birth. Now Edmund lives in secret as a changeling in the world above with fae powers that make him different from everyone else, even his unwitting parents and his sister Alexis. Uh, and then the Claude lives among the Fae in the world below, where being a human makes him a curiosity in a royal palace and where his friends at the wax golem named Wick. Um, so it's interesting because it's above and below. And so when you're below, the art is like very twisty, like here's above, which mm -hmm. is very normal. And then below... Um, oh, dark frame. Yeah, it's dark frames. And then there's like trees kind of growing in and it's very dark and... Um, like roots and things like that. So oh. the people who live below, it's very kind of earthy. Um, the Fae have pointed ears and things like that. But the art in here is so yeah, well pretty. done and it's very glossy and shiny. Um, and so I actually, this is on my must read over the break as well. So um, load her up in the U-Haul. Yeah, we're going to put it in the in the copy box and take it home and read it and then come back and start chasing kids around to read it as well. It'll be great. Okay. All right. So we. Okay. Let's do this one. It's called The Prince and the Dressmaker by Jen Wang. Um, this is an original. Also making waves. 
also making waves. Um, so we have two little people here. We have, um, is it Francis is the dressmaker? Couldn't tell you. Okay, I think so. So Prince Sebastian is looking for a bride, or rather his parents are looking for one for him. And Sebastian is too busy hiding his secret life from everyone. Um, he At night he puts on daring dresses and takes Paris by storm as a fabulous Lady Cristela. Um, he finds a dressmaker, Franz, I think it's Francis, um, mm-hmm. and so she's making dresses for him and like, I don't know how to tell, like, I don't want to give it away, but it's such a cute book. It's super um, cute. The illustrations are very, um, they're very simple. It's kind of Cinderella-ish-y, like Disney kind of feel to me because the girls are cute and the dresses are beautiful. Um and it's kind of a coming of age, but not because the end is not what you expect it to be either. Um, it's about accepting people that we love as they are um, and not not judging people because they might do, like, I don't judge you because you go home and play Minecraft. Yeah. Right? Because that's which your, I do. which is yeah. your thing. Mm-hmm. I love it. And in this book, this um, the ending I just loved because she knows what she's getting into, but she still loves him. I know. It doesn't make her love feel any different. Okay. I need to read that book. I know. Okay. It's... So here's the other thing about this book is like it is trash. Like we've had so many people read this. Um, but just it's the same thing. And I, I say this as preference because it's part of my job. But the prince and the, and the dressmaker, like it's not what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So... Um, we have a lot of libraries out there that bought it thinking it was one thing and it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, so just make sure if if you're more of a conservative school, just to make sure that you're reading reviews on it yes. and make sure that you understand the content that's in this book. And I don't want to spoil it. That's why we're, we're kind of talking in, in secret code. Yeah. Um, but, oh, wait. <gasps> what? Oh, she... she does the other one too. It's the same author as the first book that I did. Oh, right here. Oh, in real life. Oh my god, god. look at they're that! Touching this. I didn't realize that. And then you flip it over, and you're like, Wait, oh, we yeah, just so talked about that one. The graphics are kind of yeah. Almost... It's just, okay, whatever. <gasps> is it the same? Is it the same people? No, well, they just look the same. A lot of the illustrators, they all they draw their people very similar, and you can tell. Like Faith Aaron Hicks, like I can usually tell when it's her work. Oh, because because I follow her work. Gotcha. It's crazy. Okay, oh, so um, made a connection. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, we totally went on a tangent there. Um, yeah. So you're that's gonna read cra- it? Oh yeah, first second too. You keep that place in business. I do. There, I'm surprised I don't, my whole pile is not first. Okay, keep it, going. It anyway, probably whatever. Probably is. So <laughs> go ahead and just send us any advanced copies. I'll probably read them and just we yeah. will make this work. And yeah, it'll be great. We love it. I'll just. So this one is Thornhill. It's really big. Super thick. Super thick. Um, super popular around. October. Yes. And, but this one is different in terms of like there's, so there's graphics, but then there's also like a chap, like a chapter, a book. So it's like their diary entries. Oh, their diary entries. Yeah. And so. Is that a graphic novel or is that going to be an illustrated book? Did we? No. Did we? Oh God. It's so pretty. Yeah. It's really pretty, but it's, it's labeled as a graphic, but it's. What grade is this? Is this a juvenile? I don't know. So here's the thing. This book is actually in the juvenile section at, at Barnes & Noble because that's where I bought it. But, okay, tell us what it's about. I, that was just the thing. I didn't, just didn't know if you did any extra research on this one. No, I'm sorry. 
I've been busy reading. (laughs) A lonely girl in a new town, a ghostly figure in the window, a derelict old house, and a mystery spanning the decades. An orphan faces a bully alone and plots her revenge. Years later, a girl catches glimpses of a figure in the window of a burned out and abandoned old house and begins to unravel the mystery of Thornhill. So the story flip flops back and forth between what was happening in the past Mm -hmm. and what is currently happening so it kind of goes back and forth and is it phil pullman is he oh yeah philip pullman um he did the golden compass so he says the drawings are full of atmosphere the words are full of tension and emotion all the more powerful for being so sparingly revealed i think it's terrific and so it's kind of it's kind of a dark like dark story and kind of like a i liked it super dark yeah. No color. Just black and whites black and grays. And, black and whites and grays. Um, but if you're kind of like a into the spooky, whole, spooky stuff. Spooky. I mean, we've talked about phase and pharaohs and oh my's and other coming out books and graphic adaptations, illegal immigrants. I feel like we try to hit every, everything. Yeah. Spooky. And, and there are a lot of spooky um, graphic novels out there. And so I really, I like this one. I mean, it, it wasn't my like cup cup of tea tea but i'm glad i read it in terms Mm of hey you know whatever yeah um i also love these amulets like everyone's like Mm. oh you gotta read blah 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 it's it's so it's funny it's i don't really love love it but i can't stop reading (laughs) them so i'm not quite sure what that means you have to figure out what happens because now you can because the eighth one came out this year. I know. So I'm only on. Which I bought for the high school because I have so many kids who started this series when they were younger. And they're like, I just have to read it because. Like, absolutely read it because. And you've said it's been out since 2008. Eight. The so... whole series had. Like, it started in 2008. So it's been 10 years, a decade that we've we've had these books. And I just think that this is the series that, like, kind of started people. That and there's another series called Bones that was really popular at the middle school level. And these, like. Kids just know there's a fox in there. There's I've read a, the first one. There's and I've read three, um, and I probably will just go, you know, just yep. finish it, just to finish it. Or it probably not even ends on eight. It's probably more. Is there going to be more, or is eight the wrap? I don't really know because I don't know what other work he does. I know this is like his big project. Gotcha. So it's a little girl. She finds out she's a stonekeeper. Oh, yeah. Um, she has the decision to whether to not to keep the power to make change and to change her life or to keep it as it is. Um, the very beginning three pages, it hooks you in and baits you. And then it horrifies you at all the same time, all the same time. I think it was more horrified than anything because it was like, bam. And you're like, Oh, okay. We went there. Okay. And then you, you, then you fall in love with this girl who just, experience in the first like five pages like this tragic thing and i don't want to give it away because i want people to come to the library and check her out read it read it and i at first i'm like a bunny and a robot and a fox oh my like <laughs> what but i just what am like I doing? diana get out of your box do it diana stop being so regiment think think outside the box you can do it girl and i did Mm-hmm. And so I'm happy that I've ventured here and I will follow this tale and continue reading it because I just, because, because I just, other than just because once you start reading it, I, I would find it hard for most people to be like, Oh, okay. 
nope, I just kept going. So here we go. Yep. Then I picked this one up and it went. The reason I picked it up is because I loved Quiet YA, which was on the book bingo square about Mm -hmm. introverts. Mm -hmm. This is called A Quiet Girl in a Noisy World, an introvert story. And it's actually about this young woman who's an introvert. And it's a memoir, right? Yep, it is. Memoir. 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 So she's a cartoonist and illustrator. She lives in England. Her comics are based on simple and sometimes awkward everyday life moments in her love for books and teas. Um, But this spans from her being like little, like maybe in high school, high school. And then it, it goes through college. Um, and so all the graphics are in black and white Mm -hmm. and they're kind of sketched out, kind of funny. And it really, when I was reading it, I'm like, that's kind of like me. And then there's this one page here and I'm going to read it because I, have probably said all of these to my introverted child about 7,000 times before I realized she was an introvert. And now that was like, bad mom, bad mom, bad. you know, like didn't know. Yeah, we just didn't know. I didn't know. And and I've had a lot of these told so, to me before. Right. And so you need to make more friends. Why are you so shy? What's wrong with you? Are you all right? You seem really sad. You should talk more. It's not normal not to say anything. And the girl talks about how she always says she always says yes because she doesn't want to be a doormat. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I've said that. Stop being a doormat. Stand up for yourself. An introvert doesn't know how no, to do that. And so you make ha- people happy. So you have to teach those skills. And mm-hmm. so if you have an introverted child, if you have if you're an educator and you have a kid in your class that you know is smart but you're like, what's going on? They could be an introvert. And so reading this graphic novel, real, it really is real. You know, what, what I liked about this one. Um, Cause is, you read it. I, I did. I bought this at Goodwill for a dollar. Um, and then I found it at Barnes and Noble as well for like 15. So score. Um, it's a super easy read, but what I love about this is it not, it's not just her in school. It takes her through her first job, mm-hmm. her interview, college, what it's like to be in college and an introvert. Like I'd rather study by myself. When you're asked to a study group, you think it's just going to be you and somebody else. And then four other people show up and you're like, nope, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And then how she goes to an interview, she gets her first job and then it's in like a noisy office and how like people invite her up to dinner. And she's like, no, I just want to go home and read. But what I really love about this is she meets a guy yes. who is like her exact opposite and understands mm-hmm. how she operates, which sometimes is hard. Yes. Especially if you're married or dating or whatever Mm -hmm. with somebody who doesn't understand the introvert side of you. Like sometimes we just want a cup of coffee and a book. Right. And can you, you can go out. I don't want to go out. That doesn't mean you're not being together or something like that. It's okay Mm -hmm. because it's just not my, you know, my cup of tea. And I said that, I think in one of the other podcasts, but I love that. And then at the very end, she just kind of makes a decision that's for herself. And so I think it'd be really easy just like hand it to somebody and just say, here, you don't understand, read this. Cause it was kind of a true depiction of, I thought it was spot on. Yeah. Because yeah, really a like lot it. of things that my daughter does, like hides and doesn't want to be touched. And, yeah, there's like a picture of her like, in her hoodie. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, hmm, oh, reminds me of some that, people I know. That looks pretty crazy. So I thought it was perfect. Yep. In every way. And yep. I think it does a beautiful job. And Debbie Tung, T U N G. Yeah. It's so good. It's She's laying under the blanket. That's awesome. Thumbs up. That's um, I was going <laughs> to talk about Pashmina, um, but what we're going to do is I wrote down. Every book 
yeah, every graphic novel that I've read. Um, so the ones that we've actually talked, talked about, mm-hmm. we're going to put that in the top part and then suggestions like, Oh, like, so like I didn't, talk about the best we can do in this um, episode, but I did talk about it in an episode we're going to release. So you still have to listen to us because <laughs> we do bring up a lot of these. Um, there are a lot of war ones that I've read that I, I could talk about, but I'm we were at 51 minutes right now. So <laughs> if we just kept going, people probably would just be done with us. Um, Brave Chef, Chef Brianna was another one that I loved. That, uh, middle that made school. the top, right? Mm-hmm. It made the top for 2018. Isn't she right there? I think she's in there. Anyway, she was out this year. Yeah. Chef Brianna. And so there's some, there's just some fabulous more books out there. There's spooky ones, Anarchist that, um, that was, was, that was the one I picked up for first zero, the first, first second. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Because. (laughs) And then she told me about it. I was like, oh, that's terrifying. It was, it was literally terrifying. So it (laughs) went right up there with Thornhill in terms of like, what is this librarian doing? But what's happening? So I love um, their stuff. You do. Um, and so we're gonna probably have a string of like suggestions and then we'll probably even like categorize them to help you. Like these are graphic novel adaptations, these are historical fiction, yeah. these are mm-hmm. so like there's genres, which if you listen to part one, there's different segments and sections of within graphic novels. So if you're like, I don't want to read like Amulet because I don't want to care about a bunny, you can do a graphic adaptation. Here's mm-hmm. a list. Or if you're a history teacher and you're like, oh, I would love to come down and find some books about immigration or illegal, um, the, the book Illegal and or War, there's yeah. Resistance. There's so many books out there. And so we're going to... Yeah. And even like the nonfiction graphic novels that are mm-hmm. coming out, like the, we have Hamilton, the graphic novel um, mm-hmm. as well. Um, but just, there's so many and there's different categories because it's such a booming and there's a need for it and there's a call for it. And it's just really great. I don't know. I love my graphic novels. She does. I do. So if you never have picked one up or you've picked one up, like for me, if I would have just ran Atticus, I would have been, no, done. No, I would have been I'm done. I'm out. That I would have been like, Forever. no, no, thank you. So, um, I would highly suggest coming down and maybe picking one from each category and maybe finding mm-hmm. your, your house. And it may not be, it may not be for you. And that's like, once we, once again, not everything, not every genre, not every style is going to be for you. Right. And that's okay. And that's okay. And, and we always say that at the end of every podcast and that's okay. And that's, and that's okay. Um, because we do, we have several teachers in the building who just don't like graphic novels and that's okay. Right. But, but a lot of them are giving them a try just if anything to solidify that they still don't like graphic novels um and that's but we have we have a generation of kids who grew up reading graphic novels and they will continue and it is not going away Mm -hmm. and we have a lot of teachers that are embracing the graphic novels and if you okay so this is the last thing i wanted to say is a lot of these that we have talked about and a lot of the um uh, a lot of the top for one for 2018. If you check with your school library, depending on where you're at, and if they order books from Follett, we talked about Follett a while ago, but um, uh, it's 
that's where I buy my books from, my library books from. Um, if you have a librarian or if you are connected to follow in any way with your school district, there are a lot of lesson plans around these books that are actually provided by Follett, um, teacher resources and things like that. And there's a lot of stuff out there. But um, so I wanted to share that because I know a lot of teachers are like, I want to read this. Like you teaching some of our classes as well might migrate into teaching graphic novels. Um, like we were talking about To Kill a Mockingbird. Mm -hmm. um, because a literature, do you want to talk real quick about the literature and the graphic novel? To Kill a Mockingbird, the new one, the adaptation. Oh, yeah, yeah. So the, um, I read that one. And so what they did there was they took the the, the best parts of it and put it together. Mm -hmm. And so it took out a lot of like um, make home. How you say it, the, the little small town. It doesn't go into all the descriptions, but it, the, the illustrations show you exactly what's going on in that time. Um, and so all the big chunks that are important are laid out. Um, they do stick to the language. Yeah, they kept the language. They which kept was, the language. Yeah, and that was like, it's in the back of the book mm -hmm. about just the language and how it was important to keep that same language when they were adapting it over. Um, because when I was reading, it was like, wait a minute, this is like the novel. And I was like, I was really confused because normally the adaptations, they change the language. And so when I got to the back, I was like, I was right. It's literally right it's from the, literally, the literally right from the book. Um, just as, um, what was the other graphic novel I just did? The Odyssey. Oh, yeah. Um, also helps a lot of my kids out in terms of visual visualization because they're like, I don't understand a cyclops and what they're doing and sailing legit. on a boat. Yeah. And so <laughs> I actually brought that one in and I'm like, okay, you can use this. Right. However, you still have to read the tag. You really, this will help you understand mm -hmm. what, what Odysseus, um, Odysseus is mm -hmm. and these women and what's happening. And so you can get the visual. Yeah. But that's just going to help you interpret because yeah. there's not a side-by-side -side of the, um, the Odyssey that they right. teach in a, a, Rang a, a Langlet 1 right. class. And so they were like, oh, thank you. And so they yep. can see the photos, yep. illustrations. Fills in those blanks. Then they can go back and they're like, oh, now I totally understand. It's like me and Harry Potter. <laughs> right. And so, and those are the things to kind of keep in mind. But that's what we have for you today. That's it. I mean, that was a lot. It but was. I mean, that's not just. <laughs> well, is. we'll make a list provided below of the books that are here. Mm -hmm. We kind of allude to the ones that we still want to share. Um, there was a lot of good. There's so much out there. Like, honestly, we talked a lot about high school and middle school books, but there is a whole mess of elementary that we didn't even touch on. So um, if you want to know, you can reach out. We'll yep. put our contact information on there. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Yep. We are going to do short stories. <gasps> short stories. That's right. Short stories is our next thing. We're really excited about that. Yes. Yeah, so come back and um, listen to us and um, stay tuned. <laughs> uh, right now, we have a teacher. Literally, this is perfect. She just came up and slammed the book alone. So I cannot. I'm going to go find her and we're going to talk um, about it. So, so we're going to let you guys go. Yep. And we'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening. <laughs>